Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The fan is better when you're part of it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. The Knicks with an incredible win on the road in Boston. That's how we started the show while you were sleeping. 877-337-6666. Who would think the Knicks would have ever been this good this year? And I think we're at a point where you can't put a cap on what the Knicks could do this season. The game last night, specifically without Jalen Brunson, they go to Boston on the road against an angry Celtics team. You know, they were embarrassed by... You know, losing to the Knicks the other night. The Knicks have owned them. Celtics, one of the best teams, the second best team, as a matter of fact, in the Eastern Conference, one of the best teams in all the NBA. Knicks, winners of eight straight going in. It was, it, without Brunson on the road in that environment against that team, you figured the Knicks were walking into a slaughterhouse. Please, you happen to know the line of that game? I have not checked it. Uh, be curious. I would guess like seven and a half, eight maybe. You know the line of that Knicks-Celtics game? So, originally it was five before the Brunson speculation started. I saw it move as high as seven and a half. I don't know if it got higher than that. Interesting. Okay, so I was almost right on the money there. Um, so, it just shows you that the Knicks were not expected to win this game. And then they go out there and they play one of their best games of the year. Randall, legitimate star, and he did his thing. Uh, you had R.J. Barrett stepping up in the absence of Jalen Brunson. He scored 29, amongst other stuff. I mean, he was able to get to the free throw line, attack the rim, and also knock down uh, a few threes. You know, he's got to be a little bit better from the free throw line, though. Um, but either way, Barrett doing his job to contribute. Rebounds as well. Emmanuel quickly having his breakout game. Quickly goes from the bench to the starting role with Brunson out, and he scored 38 points. He played 55 minutes. He was the one guy who looked as fresh as a daisy out there in double OT. And even with bad possessions by the Knicks down the stretch, in particular the end of the regulation, at the end of the first overtime, you know, Randall isolation and Randall making bad decisions with the shot. Quentin Grimes defensively giving up an N1 in a spot where the Knicks were up three. You cannot give up the end, the foul there to Jalen Brown, and he does that. Knicks were sloppy in key moments. And look, it's understandable without Jalen Brunson available or without Brunson there. It's understandable to be somewhat sloppy, but they still were able to get the job done and win a game like that on the road. Which brings us to the big picture, as we were saying earlier, 877-337-6666, that the Knicks could beat anybody in the East. They're in the conversation now. It can't be anymore. Ah, you know, just because of what we've seen the last 20 years, it can't just be, well, the Knicks will disappoint, the Knicks will suck. It is time to trust this team. They've earned our trust. I know, I know. You don't want to trust them because what happens when you trust? You open yourself up to being hurt, of course. But they have earned that right to be trusted. And there's no reason to think that, okay, well, let's say they make the playoffs and they get a four or five seed. 
maybe they went around, but that's it. I don't think that that's the case this time. That might be the case, but they have the possibility to beat anybody in the East. We look at it and just, I think last week I was even saying, okay, well, they could beat the Cavs, but nobody else. Wrong. I think they could beat anybody else. Not saying they will, but they could beat any. They've already shown you what they could do to Boston. To me, Milwaukee's on a different level than everybody else. But the Sixers, what? They haven't had a bad series, postseason series loss before? Between the Sixers, Celtics, Cavs, I mean, even the Bucks, they could have a bad series. Point is, I think you should keep it to anything is possible this year when you're talking about these New York Knicks. Led by Brunson, led by Randall. You know, obviously Tibbs has done his thing after nearly being fired earlier in the year where it looked as if it were inevitable that Tibbs would be let go and the Knicks would start that vicious cycle over again, over and over again. But they stood pat, and I think everybody in the organization deserves a ton of credit for that. Jim Dolan, Leon Rose, everybody in that front office. Whoever's decision it was to stay with Tibbs and ride it out, look at where it's gotten them. And sometimes that does go to show you, I know we talk about sports being lucky a lot of times. Well, in this case, the Knicks were good. They were smart. And they were smart in the regard that they were patient, waiting to see how the season would play out before making any irrational moves impulsive, irrational moves in regards to their head coach. And here we are. You know the players, you know, shorten the bench up and you're getting these guys playing more minutes. What an idea. Shorten the bench, play the better players. Knicks have done that and they have been thriving in that situation. And are now the five seed and a game back of the Cleveland Cavaliers for that fourth spot. But forget about just the four or five. The Knicks are in the conversation with their two-plus stars. And I call them two-plus stars because you know Randall and Brunson are stars. Randall's an all-star. Brunson's a superstar, even though he didn't make the all-star team. And then the plus part of that is R.J. Barrett, is Emmanuel Quickly, Josh Hart, Mitchell Robinson. Now, some of those on players aren't like the others. I mean, some of them could actually light up the scoreboard throughout the course of a season, a postseason series, you know, put in a, a ton of points. You now, Mitchell Robinson's not going to be able to do that. But either way, you look at this Knicks team, they have some depth. They have the star players. What is it exactly that the Knicks can't do that makes us feel like there's a, a limit to what their season can be. Was there a limit on the Hawks a few years ago when they went to the Eastern Conference Finals or a couple years ago after beating the Knicks and then so on? Well, they're there now. They could be in that conversation. And for this city that has seen this team struggle for so long, it is refreshing to see. Tell me that game wasn't fun. And I know people are still out on the NBA, especially around here where, you know, baseball's front and center. You got excitement now with the two football teams, even in the offseason, looking to build, you know, or one retain their quarterback, one looking to build the quarterback spot back up with the Jets or up. I don't know when it was up to be back up, but just build a quarterback spot up with the Jets. And. You know, basketball, because it's because they've been down for so long, kind of gets overlooked. And maybe the style of play, and look, you watch Boston, they shoot a ton of threes in that particular game last night. But, I mean, that's what they do. But I'm just saying if you wanted to get entertained and you're watching that game, sometimes the old school fan doesn't want to see, you know, 60 threes attempted. Boston was, what, 21 of 59? From downtown? I mean, that's absurd. And the Knicks were 15 of 41. Celtics shoot a lot of threes. That's what they do. 
And they were missing him last night because the Knicks played good defense on him as well. But, you know, you see the style of play and maybe fans don't get into that or you understand that, hey, the Knicks haven't been very good for so long. I'll pay attention come playoff time. Well, we're almost at playoff time now. 16 games to go. And these are essentially playoff games. And that one last night felt like it. The game against Miami felt like it. The Knicks are playing some excellent, meaningful, regular season basketball. And they have a real chance to go do damage in the Eastern Conference. Will it happen? Who the hell knows? But they deserve our trust because they've been good. Now, this is the second year out of the last three with Tibbs that they've been good. And the first year, I know I got burnt, and I don't want to speak for anybody else, but I believe the Knicks were going to win that series against Atlanta going in. But maybe I was just wishful thinking. I was going based off of the otherwise meaningless regular season matchups. You know, prior to the postseason series, you go, oh, what happened in the regular season? Well, nothing meaningful. But yeah, but still, you know, the Knicks beat them three times, whatever it is. And you feel like, okay, well, that's going to maybe carry over here. The Knicks should be able to win this series for the first time in forever. Win a series for the first time in forever. And of course, they weren't. Point is, when you open up, you start to trust a team, and then they let you down like that. Prevent you from doing it again, but this team is different. This Knicks team is clearly different. They have a superstar, they have an all star, and they have a couple other guys who could rotate in and be that third guy on any given night. So it was an exciting night in Boston where the Knicks, you know what I love most about it? is that all the Celtics fans that you saw cheering throughout the game, all the Celtics fans that were taunting the Knicks, all the Celtics fans that thought they were going to win that game, the end of regulation or the end of overtime, the first overtime period, they all went home miserable after that crushing loss. As great a win as that is for the Knicks, that is a crushing loss for the Celtics. And their fans. I mean, look, they'll be fine as far as the seating goes. But we're talking about just being at that game, the emotions back and forth. What a tremendous basketball game. Tremendous regular season. The intensity was off the charts. Just a tremendous regular season basketball game. So we started the show talking about the Knicks. 877-337-6666. We got into Daniel Jones and his contract situation. And is it right or wrong to offer him... 45 million bucks if you're the Giants. Obviously, the Giants aren't going to be doing that. At least not yet. It sounds like the Giants, if they can't come to an agreement, going to place a franchise tag on them. And over the weekend, it seemed like they were headed toward an agreement. I don't know what happened, but then it came to a halt either today or yesterday where... Now, I think today somebody tweeted it out. Now saying that they still are working on it, but it doesn't seem likely that a deal is going to get done ahead of that Tuesday franchise tag deadline. And that could be a problem. And the Jets await a decision from their number one option. And their number two option has them as their number as his number one option. Where Derek Carr is wanted by New Orleans and they're ready to make him an offer. Sounds like Carolina is excited about Derek Carr as well. But the report yesterday was that Derek Carr is leaning toward wanting to be a Jet, which is great for the Jets. They loved him. The meeting went well. I think the Jets will be perfectly happy with Derek Carr as their starting quarterback next year, which at this particular moment I feel like is worst-case scenario because it feels like it's Rodgers, one, and then Carr. And that's a scenario that, regardless of what side you're on, Carr or Rodgers, which guy you want, either way, if you're a Jeff fan, you take either one of those guys as your quarterback. And it sounds like that's going to be the case. One of them will be their starting quarterback next year. So no Tannehill, no Garoppolo. Why mess around? Favre? Or Carr. Jets shooting for the stars. And should 
actually be able to attract one of them. Who knows who it'll be? Who knows when we'll have that decision, I would think, in the coming days here. If not this week, then maybe next week when the the league calendar starts up. And free agency officially begins. And the Jets could go out there and find themselves a quarterback. But for now, this week, it's going to be about waiting on a decision from their number one option. And look, sometimes, even though that would be my number one option, Aaron Rodgers, sometimes the first choice is not always the best choice. And teams get lucky into players that they didn't really want initially. Could that be the case here with the Jets where maybe Rodgers, let's say, goes to Miami, where Miami all of a sudden is in the mix for a quarterback not named Tua, or at least open to the idea that they could add another quarterback or a quarterback in addition to Tua. Now, once that happened, that would make me a little nervous if I'm a Jets fan because we were talking about Miami being the lone potential threat for the Jets. And now a report says that it might, in fact, happen. I feel like Rodgers would strongly consider going to Miami. You saw Tyreek Hill do the exact same thing a year ago. So the Jets and Giants trying to sort out their quarterback situation. You got the Knicks trying to sort out the standings in the NBA's Eastern Conference. And the Knicks have a tough schedule coming up. We went over before 16 games remaining. After Tuesday night at home against the Hornets, they will hit the road, that dreaded West Coast trip. The Kings, the Clippers, the Lakers... Portland, and we'll see what the Knicks could do with that if they could keep their win streak going when they're back in action tomorrow. And we know that it's a team that plays hard, even without their superstar player able to go on the road and get a win in Boston. That is impressive. They're going to be allowed to slip up here. Every Knicks team, even the best teams, had one of those stinker games, whether it's at home or on the road or a game that you just didn't expect the – Knicks to lose and go out there and and play a bad game. Maybe that happens Tuesday night. Who knows? After winning nine straight, anything's possible. But I feel like this team is so consistent now that those nights are far and few between. Those nights may be over. Maybe those nights were reserved for early on in the year. You look at it now, the Knicks, clearly the hottest team in the NBA and maybe one of the most dangerous teams in the NBA. Post-All-Star break, I mean, the Knicks have just been dominant. We'll see how far they can keep it going. We'll get into some baseball stuff on the other side as well. 877-337-6666. I know the Rangers, I I can't even get into it. I watched the game against the Bruins on Saturday. But it's hard to get into knowing that the Rangers are shorthanded right now. And that should not be the case when they take the ice Thursday against the Canadians where the Rangers should get, they'll have Keandre Miller back and potentially get Lindgren back. And... You know, they start to gel. They got to get healthier. And they get, then they got to start to gel, specifically with that power play line, with Patrick Kane being in the mix now, where everybody's trying to be too nice. Good effort against Boston, just not nearly enough on Saturday. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The New York Mets, for the first time in 15 years, are champions of the National League. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Oh, thank God, some callers. I was about to fall asleep legit. 877-337's, I'm just being honest, 66 is the number to call. Talking Knicks, talking Jets quarterback, Giants quarterback, Mets and Yankees, spring training, whatever is on your mind on this Monday morning. Doug on Long Island, where have you been? I've been working, bro. I, you know... I got to be up at 5:45 in the morning, so I'm getting up when you're going to sleep. So, what are you doing now? What, what's the, what's the change in schedule? I'm off tomorrow. I'm off tomorrow. Ah, I, I, okay. I had this weekend. The the wife went away with my daughter. I got a ton of things I got to do around the house, and the Knicks just happened to have two games against rivals in the division I, or in the Eastern Conference, who I despise. So I said, you know what? Let me take off Monday, enjoy these two games, and my Mickey didn't let me down at all. What? Uh, I mean, those have to be two of the best wins, honestly, in the regular season we as, as we have seen in over 20 years. I really believe that that's the case. Because even the 54-win mellow year was not like this. I feel like it's different now. And especially against those two teams on the road? Oh, come on. I agree, and and you think about it. You find out at five thirty tonight, Brunson's not playing. The Celtics are coming off blowing a twenty-eight point lead to the Nets. The Knicks beat them the last game. You know they were up for this game, and I felt like the Knicks played five on six tonight. They played against the Celtics. They played against the refs, and I'll give the Knicks. I credit. saw you tweeting that with the refs. Will you stop? It, 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 no, no, it, got, it was it was out of control. Marcus Smart. Great defender. He got defensive player of the year last year. Like, Mark is smart with the flop. And, like, come on, enough already. Yeah, I mean, smart's I'm a tired great player. of other players. Oh, yeah, he is. But I'm tired. Like, Friday night, Jimmy Butler takes more free throws than the Knicks. I'm tired of these games where one player on the other team takes more free throws than the Knicks. You know how it goes, though, with the star players in their, in their building. And the Knicks haven't, I guess, earned that... Yet, as much you want to, if you want to believe that nonsense or not, but superstar players at home are going to get that prefer- preferential treatment, where the Knicks, you know, aren't going to have that because they only newly now have a superstar, and who knows how that's going to work. Randall's not going to get the benefit of the whistle, so uh, I don't know. I can't complain about the refs, though. And look, even with that, the Knicks, I felt like Doug lost this game three times over at the end of the uh, regulation, at the end of the first overtime. They did things that drove you nuts with these possessions, key possessions, and they were botching them, and they still won this game. They were trying to lose. They really went foul. Like, I... Like, I was like, I got to put a heart monitor on tonight. Like, what are they doing to me? What is going on? (laughs) Your boy Quentin Grimes with the N1 foul on Jalen Brown. I mean, Uh, that was terrible. Randall with the travel. Randall with the bad shot at three. Randall not passing to R.J. Barrett. But still, with all that, against Tatum, against Brown, against Smart, in their building, an angry Celtics team, the Knicks still beat him. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, I haven't gotten to talk to you, so I'm going to give you a quick point. My guy Igor Shosturkin's got to wake up. Igor's killing me. He's he's been so bad for a little while now. Um, wh- what are your thoughts on IQ? Uh, you know, I was never a big IQ fan. IQ has won me over. I mean, well, Emmanuel we, quickly. We, we, we talked about him his rookie season. I remember it vividly. You and I would talk about it regularly. He's a player that I liked. But would all because he had potential, but was raw and out of control and just taking bad shots. I still think he's got that, but he's cleaned it up times ten, and he's got the ability to be a, a, a star in the league. He could be an impact player. And he, Sal, he's become a hell of a defender. Like 
and that matters. Like, he just, like, tonight he had four steals, but he also, like, impacted, like, three or four shots at the rim. And in the second quarter, where they were about, you know, it almost imploded all over the place, he made, like, two plays in a row and got steals and layups. Like, I mean, those are huge. Like, I, and he, I never thought he would ever change. I always thought he was going to be that guy who throws that bad shot up with 16, seven seconds left on the clock. But I, I, you know, when you're wrong, you're wrong. I, I got to give the kid credit. I, he really is a player. And like going forward, like after Brunson and Randall, I like to me, he's, he's the third guy right now. Well, my point before was that when I was saying, what do the Knicks not have? What do the Knicks not do that you would want from them to say that they could get to the next level? And everybody always says, well, it's another star. They need a star, right? RJ, and I don't love RJ Barrett, trust me, but on certain nights, he could be that guy. Quickly now has shown that on certain nights, he could be that guy if needed. So they they may not have Donovan Mitchell to be that no doubt about it, legit star. But between Brunson being a superstar, Randall being an all-star, and they could find a third guy with either RJ or quickly on any given night, I mean, I think this team is legit, dude. I, I really do. Yeah, and, and I never was a Mitchell Robinson guy, but I feel you like... You hated them all. You hated Mitch. Guess, you no, hated Randall. Mitch, no, no, you hated Mitch. You hated Randall. And, and quickly. Randall. I, I didn't hate quickly. I just felt like he was like a rebel without a cause. But, you know, he matured. He reined it in. Hey, and now he's, he's just got a rebel. that foul. He's got that clutch gene. Tonight during the Boston Garden, you know, ESPN game, he's dancing around. Like, I loved it. He, he, you know, like, as, as, a, as a fan, when you go into a rival's building and do what quickly did tonight, I like game, like, my respect level for him went through the roof tonight. Just like he clowned them tonight. And we've been that team who's been clowned for 20 years. Tatum, Brown, Smart, they were all playing like out of their minds to try to win this game tonight. And the kid was just like composed, clutch. And it goes a long way, especially when, when you know, like I said, you know, it was seven and a half point underdogs. Brunson's out. I'm thinking, all right, you know what? We can't win this one. We won eight in a row. I'm happy. I, I, I can't be that guy who's going to cry when they lose a game and they somehow, they sell, they dig, they claw, they fight. They got pride, Sal. They play hard every night. That's one well, thing. Well, that's know, the key. I, they they yeah. have, you know, Buck, Buck refers to it as that want to. They have the want to. That is a big difference, whether it's Randall. You know, Randall's not satisfied being an all-star. He wants to win. He wants to hit game winners. And right or wrong, the way he is with the end of you know end of the game shots, I can't stand it. But still, he, you want a guy who wants it, and he wants it. R.J. Barrett wants it. Quickly wants it. Brunson wants it. These guys got that want to. Even Mitchell Robinson, he's not just cashing his checks. He's out there getting dirty, you know, underneath the rim, getting the boards, playing defense. They want it. This team has got a chip on their shoulders as well. I love it. Yeah, I love that. And you know, while I'm while I'm, you know, we're talking about people who have killed on his team. You know, I killed Tibbs. I got to give Tibbs credit. I mean, yeah. they've they're scoring like 120, like almost every night, except for like one game or two, and they play hard for him. And when the team plays hard for the coach, I mean, I got to take the L. I got to admit I was wrong. So I came full circle tonight. I admitted like Well, it's good to see. You know, this is a show, Doug, and it's great to hear from you, and we'll miss you. We we have missed you. We'll continue to miss you on your regular schedule, but it's great to hear from you. So I appreciate checking in. And this is a show, as you know, about accountability. And here you are taking accountability for your actions, for your hurtful words, where you dismissed the head coach. You didn't believe quickly was going to be anything. You didn't like Mitchell Robinson. You thought he was a waste. Julius Randle, you couldn't stand. And now here you are, correct, coming full circle. All of a sudden now, you love Julius Randle. He's a dog. Mitchell Robinson, same thing. Quickly's a, an emerging star. And last but certainly not least, Tibbs. You're giving him his rightful due. Hey, man, they all deserve it. 
But when you look at it, and if you could get that type of performance from quickly and Barrett, the 3-4 on this team, one or the other, the Knicks have the pieces. They actually do have the pieces to do some damage in the Eastern Conference this year. Buddy is calling from Sagartes. What's up, buddy? Yes, we talked last week. I gave you anxiety. Remember me on the um, baseball thing? What was the anxiety I gave that you were Sal anxiety. <laughs> on Anyhow, what, though? I forget. The, I forget the topic. What was the topic, buddy? That gave me anxiety. Um, Why don't you give it to me again? The shot clock. The shot clock, and uh, being able to take your foot off the pedal a little bit instead of speeding up things. The slow pace might be good. That was the topic. Yeah, right. With the pitch clock, right? It brings me yeah, anxiety. But this week, I um, we're talking about the quarterback situation for the Giants. I um, thirty years on the job. I've been eight, nine uh, contract negotiations, and I think that his agents are in a great position to negotiate that kind of a contract for four very good reasons. They, do they? They have like four years invested in him, correct? Who the Giants? And, yeah, and, and developing yeah. him. Yeah. Okay, and he's in that four years. He's come through a lot of crap, and he's still standing. He's pretty much been a good soldier and done everything that they've asked of him. So that's a good point, negotiating wise. Well, I would, but I don't wouldn't look at that. I mean, I, I look at yeah, that's great. You've been here for four years. Three of them were basically worthless to us. What did they give? No offensive line. A lot of times, Barkley was out. He had no running game. Never a yeah. wide receiver, never an impact player. I mean, right. what would he expect them to do, you know? he did. Well, he how could. many wide receivers did he have this year? Um, I'm not a real big Giant fan, but he had a couple of stars. Oh, I'll tell, tell you the answer. None. He didn't have any wide receivers this year. How did it, it work out? So you can't, you yeah, can't use the issues for all you. What's that? 15 touchdowns with no yeah. 15 touchdown passes with right. no wide receivers. Right. Well, I'll take right, that. Fifteen is no not, I mean, fifteen receiver. is nothing. Right, well, but my point is, he had a, this was this was a successful season for him, and he had a successful season with a successful season without the benefit of having a name wide receiver. So, if he could do that, then what's the excuse the first few years? See, I look at this Giants team, and this is where I'd be negotiating. I'd say, hey, you guys want forty-five million or fifty million a year? How much of that are you going to give to Coach Dabes? Because without Coach Dable. Your quarterback did diddly squat. That's what he did without Coach Dable. It wasn't, in fact, until the coach that we hired, Brian Dable, until he came in, we made your guy a competent quarterback. That would be my argument. Now, how are you going to defend that as, as a lawyer, you lawyers? Well, what I would say is give him another year with this guy. He developed Josh Allen. Now he's got some stuff going on. He made it through all the crap with nothing. I think he deserves a chance. You're probably paying him for a little bit of what he's already done for the Giants. But right, now but he's got that's, a great coach, that would be quarterback my, coach by trade. So, and then the well, fourth what thing has is he you done? Wanna, he's had one good year. He, he's been able to maintain with nothing, and that's not easy in the NFL with everybody trying to rip his head off. Well, maintain what? I mean, you you put in a spot where, and thank you for the call, buddy. Appreciate checking in. You're putting a spot where if you think that Daniel Jones is not worth $45 million a year, it's like you're saying he's worthless. He's not worthless. He's just not worth $45 million a year. That should be common knowledge at this point. They may not admit it. Giant fans don't want Daniel Jones to get that type of money. Because they're smart enough to understand what it means. And the reason why I say they may not admit it, because most Giants fans, or at least a lot of the ones that I talk to here, are Daniel Jones sycophants. He could do no wrong. So they may not admit that they wouldn't want to pay Jones $45 million a year. And I'm sure some of them are taken aback by, what? Come on, Danny, Danny Dimes, you're going to do us dirty like that? $45 million a year, prevent us from keeping Saquon Barkley, prevent us from potentially going out there and getting other pieces to make this team legit. Be careful. Now, I trust Shane and Dable, and they want Daniel Jones back, and he's going to be back next year. I would almost prefer that he comes back on a franchise tag. Only for... I'm not that worried about Barkley. Look, I love Saquon Barkley as a player. I think he could be a great face of the franchise. 
they, they could replace his production way cheaper. So they might have to do that. But forget about the Barkley factor or the cap hit for the franchise tag. I'd rather the franchise tag solely because I want to see Daniel Jones prove it. All right, big boy, you want $45 million plus a year? Go out there and have a dominant year. Better than what you did last year. Go earn it. That's what I'd like to see. We're known for being polite, so we give you a chance to talk too. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. I think this show in particular is known for being polite. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Always polite. And we have our friend Stuart in Brooklyn on the phone. Stuart, how are you? Morning, Sal. Stuart, what is going on? What are you listening to in the background? <laughs> what is that? A little, a little Beatles? That's some wake-up wake music. What is it? Journey. Journey? No, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. John, John Waite. John Waite. John Wayne? No, John Waite. W-A-I-T-E. Who the hell's John Waite? Should I know him? Uh, he had a couple of hits in the 80s when you were, when you were, when you were a little tight. Hey, I got the um, I got the price for the game. Uh, I, I didn't lock the game in yet, but it's looking like August 11th. Do you want to know how much per ticket? Two two hundred sixteen bucks. Oh my goodness! It's a lot Where, of bacon. For the party deck. Yeah, for the party deck. It's free. It's free ah. food. All you could. I think all you could drink. All you could eat. As a matter of fact. Can you handle that? No. What the price handle. or the food? The price. Oh, all right. Well, maybe we'll see what we could do for that. Um, uh, but no, I do want to. No, yeah. No, no party deck, man. Party deck. Everyone walking around. There's that. Everything. I'm telling you, the party deck is the way to go. No, it's not the way to go. Hey, I should just—I should also let you know that I have confirmation of a special guest that will be there. Oh. Oh, okay. So, like, like she said to me on my last August, "Oh, I heard you like Riri and Cardi B," and I said, "No, I like you." Oh, okay. Well, look at you, Stuart. You're a smooth talker. No, uh, no, 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 not a smooth talker. The Somebody food will include ballpark snacks, pretzels, gourmet burgers, hot dogs, chicken tenders, kidding? and Do cookies. Do you think I'm going to eat any of that there, boss? Can you eat hot dogs? No. Oh, because it's too, too close to bacon? The, the, understand one thing. I'll teach chicken you. Chicken tendies? How, no, no. Would, I will teach you how to eat and eat properly and eat, eat healthy. Everything you talk about food, I used to eat way back when. Now, not even close. Yeah, but I what did you eat at the ballpark that day? Because you were hungry, I, I remember. We got you. Yeah, I had chicken tenders and some french fries, which I didn't oh, eat. Okay, yeah, yeah, chicken tenders. Wait, 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 I ate that because I was hungry. That doesn't mean I wanted that. <laughs> I know. It doesn't mean I wanted that. You understand one thing? I didn't get down to 170 pounds by being a chump and eating all kinds of garbage. I used to eat garbage beyond belief. I could put, when it comes to eating, back in the day, I would put you under the table 50 times over. So how about this? How about uh, as um, an act of entertainment, aside from the game, you and I have an eating contest on the party deck? I'm not going to have an eating contest. No, with no. You. you say you could bury me. I don't think you could. No, I think I could put you ago. away, big guy. No, that, that was years ago. Oh. That was okay. way back in the 70s, 80s, 90s, early and 2000s. Not so you now. don't like any of these ballpark snacks? No. Nothing. That's not in my regimen. So what do you eat? What do, what do you eat? eat? For yeah. breakfast. Okay, when I go to the gym, which mm-hmm. is three days a week. Mm-hmm. On Monday, Monday morning, I have cold cereal. Okay, what do you and what do you have for lunch? Uh, a combination of stuff, which 
Close and you do food. you do realize that cereal is not healthy, right? Cheerios is healthy, man. Are you serious? Yeah, uh, not really. Yeah, I'm serious. I have Cheerios Monday morning. For lunch, I'll have some salmon, piece of salmon. I have a whole mixture of things in there, which are healthy foods. And do you cook yourself? What? You cook yourself? Yeah, I do. Okay. And dinner, what are we looking at dinner? Same thing as lunch. I do. No fried foods? No fried, none. Nada. All grilled? All all grilled or in the oven. So the only thing you can't really have is bacon. Sal, I don't eat fried foods. Nothing with skin on it. Hmm, no, ch- the chicken with the skin, the skin comes off. You know, but I'm I hear regimented. you saying this. All right, but I I'm hear re- you saying this. And you, you're regimented. You're right. You're a machine. I hear you saying this, but then the one time I met you in person, you housed chicken tendies and fries. Sal, that was, that, I was hungry. That well, doesn't I mean, mean, that's I'm what happens when people get day. hungry. They eat. What? Yeah. That doesn't mean I'm going to eat it every day. Are you kidding me? All right. Anyway. I mean, let's say this much. I um, regimented everything. Breakfast is Monday, Wednesday, Monday morning, Wednesday morning, Friday morning. I'll have cold cereal. Tuesday and Thursday, I have hot cereal. Is it Bob's Red Mill, uh, oatmeal, oat bran, or farina, huh. or wheatina? You, you have it all mapped out, huh? Yeah, I have it. Everything is mapped out to a point of no, uh, uh, that's what I do. All right, so we'll see it. We'll see you August 11th at the game. 216 bucks. You just got to send it over, and you could have all you could eat. Sal, 216? I only get one check a month. Let's be serious. Oh, I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. We'll, we'll be in touch about it. But if, if right. you're not going to eat all the food, I mean, uh, come on. It's a little I'll bit of a waste. I'll make an exception, Sal. Oh, that's, that's what I want to hear. A cheat day. Cheat day for Stu in the Bronx. That's right. Take that regimen and throw it out the window. You want you want to have an arm wrestling? Want to arm wrestle? No, I'd rather have an eating contest. I said arm wrestle. You think you could take me in an arm wrestling contest? Uh-huh. I work out. So do I. Uh, you, right, know, we'll you, do know, you know what the tricep press down is? Yes. What can you do? What do you mean? You press down what with the triceps. Press? How much weight? Oh, I don't know. Um... 50, 60 maybe? How many you? How many can you do? 205. 205 pounds? Are you talking about a seated dip? Is that what we're talking about here? I sit down, and there's a yeah. thing with two handles, and there's Oh, one. that's different. Yes, I can do a lot more than that. I don't know exactly what, but what I'll beat you, Stuart. Now huh? it's on. It's not just a Mets uh, versus Braves. It's on. me now versus we, you. Now we're on. We're on. Now you should we're note, rock, your, your rock, girl's going to be rock, there. Rock, you rock, you rock, know who's... You know who's going to be there. Beast mode. You don't. You know who's going to be there. You don't want to let me embarrass you in front of you know who. Of course not. You're not going to embarrass me. Are you serious? Whoa! Did you see I, the Nick game I, last I, night? What? Did you see the Nick game last night? No, but I heard without Brunson. What? You believe that? So they're real. They're for real. And you know, like you said, we got to give the man. The man got to deserve the credit. He's finally got players who are going to listen to him. Tibbs. Well, I mean, and they have players that are good. I mean, that's the point, Stuart. And as always, thank you for the call. Appreciate you checking in. They're good. It's not just players that are going to listen to him. They're actually players that have ability. The emergence of Emmanuel quickly could be a difference-making thing for this team as far as how deep they could go in the postseason. And it's not just based off of one game. Quickly, he's obviously been a guy who could be a six-man this year or might be the favorite to win the six-man of the year. But you look at what him, Barrett, I mean, they've got players all over the place. Short rotation, impactful players. Without Brunson in that spot, that's an incredible win. Manny is calling from Ron Conkama. Good morning, Manny. Hey. Hi, Manny. Hey, that guy was a smooth operator, I think. He was a smooth operator, not a smooth talker. Oh. Yes, I'm familiar with the song. Yeah. <laughs> um, what I want to say, uh, Daniel Jones, um, I know he's looking for 40 to 45. Even more money. Even more money will take less a year, just less a more guaranteed money, or does that mess up the cap? If he did what now? If he, uh, if he, um, 
looking money. If they get more money, more money but less per year. More money total but less per year? Well, yeah, they got to figure out a way to make it, whether it's bonuses or whatever, to make him happy. I'm sure that's what they're trying to come up with as opposed to a number that's going to crush the cap. But what happens is, obviously, you know, the franchise tag is going to mess up the Giants for this year if they have to go there. Over the course of a longer-term deal, you're able to spread it out in different ways, whether it's the back end of the contract, whether it is bonus money, things like that that they could do to try to compensate for whatever money he feels he's deserved of, but they don't want to mess the cap up. However, if you're talking about the Giants want to go five years and Daniel Jones wants 45 to 50 a year, that's going to be a big problem. Yeah, it's going to be about the cap. Yeah, you you get a yeah. bad line there, Manny. I'm sorry, your line is bad, so I can't really uh, hear you. But it's not about the. It's going to be about the guarantee money for the Giants. They're trying to save as much cap space as they can per year. Hard to spread out, though. You know, let's say it was 35 million a year or around there. There are ways the Giants can make it work to where the first couple of years would be, let's say, 30 million against the cap, or, or however they work it. I'm not a capologist. I don't know if you know this. But if you're talking about 45 million a year or north of that. Harder to spread that out over the course of five years. Just can't do it. Rich is calling from Brick, New Jersey. Good morning, Rich. Good morning, Sal. How are you this fine morning? Tired. What's on your mind, Rich? (laughs) What's on my mind? Daniel Jones. There is no way that this cat is worth $45 million a year. Maybe if you ask me, I don't even think that he's probably worth twenty five a year. He has not won anything, so anything that he gets in order to stay on the team right now would be, in my mind, gravy. Twenty five well, a year with bonus with bonuses, it's maybe twenty eight a year. Fine, but he's got to get they got to get players around him. Show me you can do it again. Show me you can increase your production. Dabo has been protecting him by designing plays to fit his strengths. Well, I mean, but that's just smart. And, and yes, that is true, but it's smart. Here's what I take issue with something you said, though, Rich. You said he's not worth $45 million a year, which I agree with. But you said he's not worth $45 million a year because he hasn't won anything. Well, how, what exactly? I mean, are you, so you're only going to pay quarterbacks who win Super Bowls? Like, what exactly did he need to win to prove to you this year that he should get paid? Games, consecutive games. And yeah, but they've won, they've well, won games. this year, he did well this year. What right. about the, but they won? But they went the to the divisional round that. of the playoffs. They made the playoffs right. and they won a this playoff year. game. Right. Correct. Well, I know that, but he did it. There's but, only two more rounds to go. I mean, he made it. To, he almost made it to the to the end. It's two more rounds to go. I'm not disputing that, but the first three years was garbage. Agreed. He didn't have anybody around him, interceptions, injuries galore. Show me you can do it again before you're entitled to that amount of money. Either, right. And not on top of that, go ahead and, you know, I always thought, you know, it was mentioned by a couple of your compadres that they should do something to take the quarterback out of, you know, with the cap because it, it hamstrings teams like you wouldn't believe. Your previous caller hit it spot on. If you pay him $45 million a year, $40 million a year, you're going to get people scratching their heads saying, oh, heck no. And then the elite ones are going to want eighty dollars to $100 million a year with some crazy guarantee, and then you're going to really see things get messed up. Yeah, that's why it's such a weird thing, Rich, and thank you for the call. The timing is weird because Jones was a guy. Look, if you're that good as a quarterback, your team is easily picking up your fifth-year option. So there's a reason why the Giants didn't pick up the option. And the reason is not because they don't like Daniel Jones. It's because Daniel Jones didn't show them any reason or give them any confidence to pick up that fifth-year option. And then all of a sudden you go from what he did the first three years to being a plus quarterback in his fourth year 
of course, going into his free agency. But it was also the, and this is where it starts to get really weird and, and unique, first-year general manager, first-year head coach. Usually things don't line up like that. And then he has success. So Daniel Jones, under a new general manager, new head coach, in his fourth year in the league after three years of nothing, he finally has a good year. Good year, not great, good year. And he's asking to get paid a ridiculous amount of money that top-tier quarterbacks get. To me, that doesn't add up. It just doesn't add up. And on top of that, I do find it... I'm a little disappointed in him. Not that he wants to take every last cent that he could get because that's his right. He's earned that right. But I thought he was a guy who was going to be team first in every way. Not saying he's got to go out there and play for free, but, man, he can make a lot of money and also have the team be built better around him? Would he be happier getting guaranteed $45 million a year for the next six years and losing with a crappy cast around him? Or getting $35 million a year or $38 million a year and being able to make the team better? I thought Jones was more like Tom Brady in that regard where he was going to take maybe a, leave a little on the table to make the team better, especially after his first four years as a whole. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.